This is all Mike Tomlin's fault. All of it. Every last bit of it. There. How did I do? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Tomlin's press conference yesterday came and went without the heavily anticipated by at least a few naively hopeful types, maybe even including myself, announcement of Matt Canada's doom as the offensive coordinator. Uh, In fact, nothing even within the solar system of that took place. At one point, Tomlin said regarding what he expects to do or when he expects to effect change related to the offense, his response simply was, I'm not there yet. Well, here's hoping he can be there by the bye week. But here's hoping as well that it's not forgotten that it isn't just the coordinator screwing things up, that it isn't just the individual players screwing things up with this offense. Almost all of it originates with Tomlin in some form. He is, after all, the head coach. All of these various roads lead to a single freeway. He's that guy. Not only is he involved in strategy and personnel deployment on a given Sunday, he's also the guy who was deeply involved in the drafting of a lot of these players or the non-drafting of other players who could have been a bigger help than the ones currently here. He's also the one who still has Canada employed. And yes, I know. Okay, look, ultimately everything goes to Art Rooney, but I'm just not, I'm not that guy when it comes to breaking down sports teams because I'm around these guys and I see who's running things on a football basis, on a day-to-day basis, and that undeniably is Tomlin. And I'd say the same thing if the Steelers were 7-0 right now. And I'd be giving him all the credit in the world because it is his team. It is his show. He is a very strong, and I mean this in the authority sense, figure in this organization. And as such, he absolutely positively must get the lion's share of the blame. I know everybody loves to dissect the blame or just assign a single figure. Well, neither of those really applies because some people are a lot more heavily invested in a lot more different components of this engine. And Tomlin is in every single one of those. So this team being two and five right now, and this team having some struggles in certain facets that look like they won't be easily cured even within a year or two, that reflects worst by far on Tomlin. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, 
Rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. And I get it. This is kind of Captain Obvious stuff, right? I mean, you know, of course, everything goes back to the head coach. Of course, Tomlin has a lot of authority and everything else like that. I'm not even taking issue with that part of it. Uh, There aren't many head coaches in the NFL who don't have, for example, oversight or final say or close to final say in personnel matters. That's just how it goes with good, experienced head coaches. Tomlin is obviously both of those. So now, more than ever, with a rookie GM, he's got every right to be arguably even more involved in that sort of thing, as I've heard is the case. Wonderful, but get it right. And don't get stubborn about situations when that doesn't benefit the team. And you know the examples. You don't need me to read off to you again the drafting of Kendrick Green, the anointing of Kendrick Green, the handing to Kendrick Green, the number 53, and then fantasizing through a full season that he was anything other than what he was and, by the way, continues to be. That doesn't help. That doesn't benefit the Pittsburgh Steelers. It doesn't benefit the notion Uh, that's been reality, by the way, for a very, very long time, of stability. Well, they're the Steelers. They've only ever had, you know, four centers over the past 50 years. So this next one that we drafted, we're going to turn him into a center. And oh, by the way, he's going to be that center. No, no, he actually isn't. He can't even be a backup left guard right now. I'm picking on green again, but it's just to, to, to paint a picture here. Because what we're seeing again, I think right now is this coach has to an extent hitched his wagon to Canada. Now he could change that and he'd be beloved at least for a couple of hours if he were to fire Canada after Philadelphia. But why is this going on even now? Why? He, he, he's not some football moron. He knows. He knows. He sees the same things we're seeing. He absolutely grasps every nuance of what this offense is doing wrong and why. And yet, when he's asked yesterday at the press conference why the team doesn't throw downfield or what it'll take to throw downfield, what kind of routes are being run, this was his response. At times they've been 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 really effective. At times they've been been popcorn. They've been hit or miss. Mike, what can you guys do as an offense to get more chunk plays? You know, keep working, um, keep working with with continuity. It raises your floor. When you raise your floor and you minimize negativity, you increase the the potential for for positivity. And so um, sometimes the changes that need to occur aren't significant ones. They're just continuing to work and understanding that that the dam's going to break in terms of those opportunities happen. I know staying on schedule and not being behind the chains is a, is a component of that as well. And you know what? Blame the head coach for that too. It isn't something that's singularly on Canada. I can promise you that Tomlin 
has stressed to Canada to avoid the middle of the field. I can promise you that this is not something that Canada is doing in some renegade way. He hasn't gone rogue. The head coach hates the turnovers. You heard that again after the game in Miami. He hates the turnovers. He also hates when his defense can't produce the turnovers when they should have had four picks. So nothing earth-shattering here. Just a reminder, just a reminder that even when you hear me spend a lot of time talking about Canada or I'll fixate on a certain position uh, or a certain player within that position, I don't lose sight of where the chief blame slash credit should always go. When we come back, J1Q. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Carl Black, who asks, okay, DK, is it just me, or doesn't Tomlin see the writing on the wall that Najee is not that good of a running back, jumping in the air for one yard, always spinning instead of steamrolling a guy over. I'm ready to see what number 30 can do. What do you think? Well, first of all, Carl, I think everyone will want to know who number 30 is before we can pronounce him the guy that you're going to play on a regular basis over your prized first-round pick, that, of course, being Jalen Warren. I am not there at all. And that's coming from someone who's been critical of Najee. That's coming from someone who expects him to do something a whole lot more sensible in that specific scenario that you described, meaning you're 235 pounds. Just go forward. Who, who would think that jumping there is a good idea? And I heard and read some people saying, you know, well, he didn't have any choice. The Dolphins blew up that play or whatever. Then go somewhere else. But jumping isn't going to get you anything. Okay, that out of the way. I have a couple of things to say, Carl, specifically to you. One is you're linking that to Tomlin a little bit too much for me. And yes, I did just say everything does come back to Tomlin. It does. That doesn't mean that everybody else is off the hook at all times. Najee can be a better running back. He himself would be the first to tell you that and to tell you that convincingly to his credit. This is a good kid, and he's honest about his shortcomings. He's also honest about you know when he's doing well, and he's confident, and he should be. He's talented. But when you see him... <sighs> When you see Najee 
getting to the second level. Let's go with that. Let's go with that, okay? And we did see a couple of those runs later in the game. He gets through the line. He's so strong and so powerful that he can bulldoze his way for another five yards. Now, what's going to frustrate people is that he's maybe never going to be a guy that breaks a big one. He didn't do that in college either, if you go back over his history. What he is is a power back who needs to play like a power back and have a power formation that works for him without 8, 9, 10, 11, even 12 men in the box. Now, he no longer sees that heavy presence in the box. He sure did as a rookie. And it didn't work out so well for him. Why? Mostly because the offensive line stunk. Now the offensive line is at least a little bit better and teams are backing off the box, but he's still not getting it done. That's on Najee. My feeling on this is that you stick with this guy, but you stick with him in contexts that work, meaning don't just line up for first down, telegraph to the entire stadium, not only that you're about to run, but that you're about to run to the same spot of the line. (laughs) You can patch the plays together, splice them into one film. It's hilarious. It's not just that they run on first down, it's that they do the exact same run on first down. I believe he needs to be better, and I also believe that he needs a better set of circumstances before we can start downgrading him below an undrafted free agent. I appreciate the question, Carl. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. (laughs) 